Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Remember, her husband was so wicked and evil that God killed him. Literally, God killed him because he was wicked and evil. There's another lesson, okay? Just (laughs) go read that out. But then his brother did something wicked. He used Tamar, but he refused to be a kinsman redeemer. He refused, and so what did God do? He killed him too. And then Tamar, two wrongs don't make a right. You've heard that, right? Tamar decided she was going to take matters into her own hands, and she was going to make it happen. And she fooled Judah by acting, playing the harlot. Go read the story. But she conceived twins. And then this remarkable thing happened with Perez and his brother, these twins. The brother, his arm came out first (laughs) when he was going to be born. He was going to be firstborn. And they would do this thing in Israel. I won't go into all this because there's many pictures and types in all of this, trust me. But his arm came out and the maidservant, she tied a scarlet thread around his wrist. But then Perez, this little sucker, (laughs) he somehow breached the gap. It's literally what his name means. He pushed his brother back and he came out first. Unlikely circumstances. An unlikely birth. But he became powerful. And that's the blessing they're throwing out because no doubt they recognized all of the circumstances, these unlikely circumstances in Ruth and Boaz in their union. But may you have family like Perez, strong, stable, and steady. One who is a patriarch in all of Israel, in Bethlehem. And again, The prophecy came true. That's exactly what happened. Because we know this. We have the luxury of history. And we know this blessing came to pass because we know through this family would come the strongest of all, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Not only that, of the same line that we're talking about, Perez and and the son of Ruth, and as we'll see, and Boaz, the greatest kings of Israel, David and Solomon. Do you understand? God can use anyone... And any circumstance, no matter your past, no matter where you're at in life, he can use you mightily. He just wants those who are willing. We then see that Boaz takes Ruth and they are married. Look at verse 13 and 14. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. We could sit there a long time because what that points to for you and me. I long for the day and I look forward to the day and I know you do too. When our Lord comes, when the bridegroom comes at the midnight hour, when he sounds the trumpet and he says, bride, let's go home. Let's go to the wedding ceremony and celebrate the wedding feast in my father's home. It won't be long now, folks. And I told you before, even if the rapture doesn't happen soon, one day all of us will have a personal rapture. And today, it's not, I don't think it's a crime to really think about that. On the day we celebrate the birth of our Lord, it's okay to think about one day, all of us will have our own personal rapture. If we're not taken in the rapture, every single one of us will pass. 
And we will stand before the Lord. Wouldn't you rather show up as part of the family? I don't know. If you're here today and you're struggling, you're living away from God, or you've never received Christ, ponder these things. Because he loves you enough that he came and walked among us and died for you and me. Just think about these things. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. This is so beautiful. Boaz and Ruth are married and they have this son. But I love this because did you notice that blessing of these women? It's not directed towards Ruth. Who's it directed towards? Naomi. Do you understand? Chapter 1, Naomi was all about bitterness. But this blessing is now covering Naomi. Look at this. It's beautiful. This blessing is directed at Naomi because God has given her a new family. God has taken away her bitterness. In chapter 1, she was Mara. She wanted to be known as Mara. But now she's Naomi again. She's pleasant and sweet. She's been blessed because through her family, although it was cut off, although she was cut off, she thought her future was done. She thought she had no hope. God had simply just pushed a pause button on her life. And God was now giving her a brand new family grafted into the old. And don't miss this because it is important. I've talked about this quite a bit in the last couple months, especially with the war in Israel and all these things going on. I told you, you don't have to support the, the government and the politics of Israel. That's not what we're talking about. But understand that God is not done with Israel. He is not done with the line of Naomi. He is not done with her. Understand he pushed a pause button to do what? And even though all hope is lost, it seems lost in Israel... It's not lost. God has a plan. In Romans 11, verse 1 and 2, Paul tells us this. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I, am, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. God is not done with Israel. Just as he wasn't done with Naomi. But he had another plan. And what was that plan? Just like Naomi, to graft in a new family. And we see this because Paul goes on to give Gentile believers a warning and take this warning to heart. In verses 16, 17, and 18, look at this in Romans 11. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree, <laughs> that's, there's a nickname for you, Gentile church, you wild olive tree, you were grafted in among them. And with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. That's what Paul is telling. And you know what? He goes on to say something really powerful in verses 25 through 27. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. God is not done with Israel just as he was not done with Naomi. God warns all of us, no matter how it might look right now, God is not done with Israel. 
He will complete his promise. He will finish what he has started. And just like Naomi, even though we know, they now rest in bitterness. Just like Naomi, remember, she was in bitterness. She thought all hope was lost, and she had been isolated, and she returned to the land of Israel during a time of a bitter condition, right after a season of what? Famine and death. Do you see the parallels? Think about this for a second. Israel has returned to the land just as Ezekiel prophesied. But she would return in unbelief, in bitterness, just like Naomi did. And she is there today. Israel is there today. God is not done with her. He is not done. Even though all hope seems lost, it is not lost. We know that they would return in a single day. Isaiah 66 says that they would return in a single day. And we know May 14, 1948, they returned in a single day. And it's such a blessing because all hope is not lost. But then we see the women of Bethlehem, they add this blessing in verse 15. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. That is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. That's how much... Ruth loved Naomi. We see this wonderful picture. We see this daughter of Naomi, who was once not her daughter, but now is her daughter. She's in the family of Naomi. She's brought back into the family through the marriage of the kinsman redeemer, through Boaz here in chapter 4. But we see something even bigger here. Again, don't miss this. We see that Ruth loved Naomi. She was loyal to Naomi. She was better than seven sons. She's faithful and true. We see this daughter who has been grafted in, who loves her dearly, loves Naomi, loves her so much that she is faithful no matter what. And yet how many in the church, unlike Ruth, look at Israel in disdain? How many say, oh, she's cursed. God's done with her. How many of these hold on to replacement theology, which is from Satan himself? How many spit on Israel? Again, you don't have to support the government and the politics of Israel. But the land of Israel is God's, and he gave it to the nation Israel. And he has a purpose and a plan. And the Bible declares that he will bless those who bless her and curse those who curse her. And yet we have people who call themselves part of the family of God, cursing the root, cursing the branches, cursing Naomi. We need to be like Ruth. And be faithful and love her and realize God is not done with her. And when Jesus returns, you've heard me say it, where do you think he's returning to? The throne of David, the nation of Israel, the city of Jerusalem. But notice this, this blessing these women speak. It says, may this child be a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. That's who this child is to be. And just think about it today as we celebrate the birth of the child, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't he the one who came to restore life? It's a beautiful picture, but know this. He will also redeem Israel. He will finish his ancient promise in her old age. Just as it says here, Jesus is going to redeem Israel. In her old age, at the end of days. And I can't help but read Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 verses 4 through 8 is not only you get a hint of Naomi's story with part of Ruth, but you also get Israel's story. Look at this. Do not fear. This is God saying this declaration to Israel. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.